You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Only Weird Games, formerly known as Time's Ours. Joshua Briscoe, Seth Kaiser, and Nate Taylor here with you on one one twenty four. I haven't had to physically write the date down yet, and so far, I guess I am one for one fittingly here. Um, you you guys are getting well hydrated. Let's all get. Let's just all drink in the first ten seconds. Yeah. Of the show. This, 2024 is the year we all get hydrated. Spilled a little. <laughs> uh, the uh, the Chiefs do win 25-17, and we all will have uh, enough fluids to get us through the uh, the show today. Hopefully, I, I just I know it's because Seth is so hungover from how hard he went last night. I have no doubt. Um, that's probably Seth. Do you, sorry, do you need to do a character disclaimer? Does that technically count as uh, as my first accidental um, slander of the year? I just want you to know that I went to bed at like eleven thirty. Oh, oh too. You failed. Oh. You failed the mission. Man, you know the the mission is to just get some sleep. Uh, <laughs> overrated. I, I do. I do want to let uh, let you guys both know, and Josh in particular, that what I I, I actually have a resolution that's related to only weird games. Oh really? Oh, oh tell me about. I am. You are gonna start drinking. Nothing, I'm gonna be nothing but a beam of positivity okay. and encouragement mm. for this podcast from here on out. It mm. doesn't matter how I'm provoked, and I'm very. I'm, I think we can all agree. I'm. I'm consistently provoked. Mm. That uh, I am going to just be supportive. I'm gonna be a teammate that sets up other teammates. I'm gonna be a teammate. Puts his arm around the shoulder of a guy when he, you know, drops a ball into a pick six. I'm going to be a guy that says, "Hey, you know what? It's going to be okay." And so that's that's what you can expect from me here in in 2024. Also, I've gotten the date wrong like six times already. I've been sitting here drafting proposed orders, and oh, I, no. I I send them out to um, my long suffering legal assistant Sherry. And I just hey thanks sir hunts a lot. Um, I uh this super chat not, game is about to pop off. I can feel it. Yeah, yeah. Really I that's that's I'll, what Sir Hunks a lot said is worth was worth talking about here in a minute. But I just and you say, saying I, the phrase Sir Hunks a lot twice was worth the super chat. No, absolutely, that's worth saying. So I, I I've got the date wrong pretty much every proposed order I've sent her, and then I've had to send a follow up email saying. Hey, about that last email, just ignore it. Put a, and a, put a four at the end. Put a four there. We are not having a review hearing in March of 2023 because that would be weird. So I'm going to be much more positive and significantly less competent in 2024 if my early returns are any uh, are any indication with my work day to day. That'll be legitimately hard to do just because of where you currently set both of those standards, but that's fine. Um, the, uh, the, the the comment here from Sir from Sir Hunkslot, real quick, shout out to the, the super chat, appreciate it. I successfully watched a full game without looking at Twitter once. I've never been happier during a game. Also, Nate looks quite dapper this afternoon. 
Nate Thank is you. wearing like a cardigan of some yes, sort. Yes, I am. Uh, and and uh, Seth is in his KCSN hoodie, and I am in my Tucker D. Franklin made Sleepy Boy Society hoodie. And that's where Seth and I are at. Nate is just simply bringing a, a higher level of class to this show today. And I feel yeah. like, honestly, he's showing us up a little bit. Um, I'm sorry that I had a lovely New Year's Day brunch with uh, the Jeffries, uh, Mike, Amanda, Birdie Mae. Uh, you know, the dogs got together, Maisie and Maple. So I had to look, you know, I had to look, um, quite dapper to ring in this new year. Um, I, I also want to acknowledge, um, and I've said this, yes, I, I always try to do my best, Mr. Roger, Mr. Rogers impersonation. Um, it's, it's, it's a wonderful day, <laughs> literally in the neighborhood. Uh, I can quite say, um, now, look, I know we're going to talk about the Chiefs winning, the fact that they have, uh, you know, captured another divisional crown, their eighth straight, uh, something that is, you know, the second longest uh, run in NFL history. Um, but I had not quite considered KL368, who suggests... Is Marquez Valdez Scantlin the top five defensive player of the year nominee? <laughs> I don't think we've seen a single player slow down Mahomes like this thus ever. Uh, just an insane year for him. This is like some 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 peak Revis stuff. Is he shadowing one guy? And- <laughs> yeah, just Mahomes, and 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 he's been more successful than unsuccessful. When given the opportunity to uh, to thwart the 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 Chiefs' effort, um, he is making the offense play with ten guys without having to be one of the eleven on defense. That's really a great point. So, look, guys, I know a week ago that I came here and I said someone should sit Patrick Mahomes down and say, "Look, he's on <laughs> the field, and he's eleven, and he's open, and you got to throw him the ball. You got to re ingratiate yourself. You gotta you gotta trust." Again, you know, with 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 not necessarily your heart, but with your with your arm and your eyes, you know, and um, I'm here to say that as the counselor between Marquez Valdez Scantlin and Patrick Mahomes, it's probably time to sever ties. It's <laughs> yeah. it's probably it's time. Now. Weeks I've been seen. You know, uh, we try, and I I commend you both for trying. There are, uh, but there are irreconcil- irreconcilable differences right now, and it's correct. it's the, and it's I it skipped is, a letter, Seth. You sh- yeah, perfect diction, Seth Kaiser would like to judge how I said it. <laughs> irreconcilable. I did it again. Um, we you know that's like me uh, trying to spell rhythm, which I will never do in my adult life. It'll never happen. Or me trying to pronounce. Oh no, hang on, it, it's happening again. Mm-hmm. Outlier, because it is outlier, not outlier. Hey, wow, that's that's really exciting. And I got back in my head again. Anyway, Nate. And look, you know, everybody knows you were guys. You guys were going through a supporting, a supportive time where you needed reconciliation, and reconnection and comfort. Um, and you needed to get out there and, and sort of experience um, the good times you guys have. I I really commend both of you for trying. I really do. But even the supportive friends, even the eighty thousand that know you too so intimately so so you know the interpersonal connections even they know this 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 can't work anymore this this so um when you start when you start 
gesturing in front of everyone. Yeah. But, and, and look, Mahomes has done his fair share of gesturing this year about, hey, put your hands up. Hey, come back to me and all that stuff. But those are hey, I could have thrown that pass three inches further so he doesn't get tackled. <laughs> that, that's he, the, Patrick Mahomes took the blame for MVS dropping what probably would have been a game-winning touchdown. Yes. And he's like, ah, you know, to be fair, I could have I could put that a little shorter. It's like, well, yes, that is true. It could have been two feet shorter and thus even easier to catch. I actually ended up in a very long uh, Twitter debate with someone today about whether or not um, I, I think I think per the I think per the agreement, um, the quarterback gets to keep Sky Moore. So um, <laughs> you know, Snape reading a comment without reading it out loud. Like, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. Twenty twenty four guys, we got to read the comments out loud. Love masses. Will will Sky? Will MBS get Sky in the divorce? Um, we need to reestablish Marquez Valdez Gantling's home address, his uh, place of employment. Um, he needs to demonstrate uh, consistency uh, before he can see Sky Moore again on a regular, consistent basis. Oh, wow. You're going with supervised parenting time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a hardcore move. Nate's out here filing motions for temporary relief one Drunk. minute after he filed the petition. Yeah. He hired a shark. Oh, oh. Yeah. This it's is, this, that's if, like, if, if this is what, what I have. He's telling the world right now is he's got, he put at least a $30,000 retainer down. And he is ready for legal battle. We so that, that I'm just saying that that's that's a that's a direction to go. I don't know or direction. Your Honor, my client will spend time in the off season trying to again establish a partnership. You know, obviously there's there's some parental, um, there's going to be some parental changes. But but Patrick Mahomes is gonna he's he's gonna take care of Sky Moore. Uh, he has he has a record of taking care of 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 his receivers. Um, again, can you tell me where Marquez is going to have a a, a job um, later this this upcoming season, Your Honor? Because if I don't know and you don't know, um, then you know. And and he was put in a position where you know he was the oldest. You know he should be you know giving out wisdom. I know I'm stretching this way entirely too long, but look, he, <laughs> he, he he's supposed to be the leader of 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 the group. Um, and you know, uh, I don't know if he's demonstrated, you know, split custody at this standpoint. I don't know if he's demonstrated that. So when 80,000 people at tell you, you suck at your job and that you've continued to suck at your job. Yeah, there's no real coming back from that. There's just there's just no way to do it. So it's it's nice that in our first episode of 2024, we we've released the negativity and the the most awe striking uh, example of they tried, guys. They really tried. They even simplified the offense. Is what they told everybody. They simplified it. They really simplified it. You know, got less guys in motion, less tricky. Tricky Ricky type plays, less, you know, just, just less dropping back fifty times and hoping our quarterback goes into creation mode, to just going to God mode, all all world mode. Uh, less less of all that, you know. It's just it's just week seventeen, and we really need to simplify things. We need to go back to the things that we can that we can hold true that will get us one touchdown on the opening drive. 
That was a nice opening drive, though. Elite uh, opening drive. Did it's you guys like, think it was fixed it? for a second? Mm, I, I, we didn't have a chance to think. Of, we never chance to think long enough to have it to have it sink in, Josh. Because on the next series, the ball came out because yeah. he asked Chip help for his veteran right tackle making left tackle money instead of his rookie left tackle. All right, but I, I'm going to take the Mitch Schwartz stance. Okay, okay. Thing. Go ahead. Where the chip goes is dependent on which hash you're on, because you've got you've got more space to bail out on the other side. But now, it's your but it's your blind side, and he a rookie. It, it, I I understand, but I just I kind of at this point I'm kind of an underdog guy. I hide it well. I don't even know if I hide it well. I just said that couldn't be true. <laughs> might not be true. <laughs> it's just something I'd like to think about myself, and so I'm just gonna say it as a fact. I'm a humble man, fan of the underdog, you know, and uh, you know, a handsome man too, honestly, as long as we're just saying things. I feel a little bit, Juwan Taylor's reached that point where he's getting blamed for crap that isn't his fault. Like, it's not like that play call is like, oh, Juwan Taylor needs the help, so we better send the chip. Like, it, had they been on the left hash, like, yeah, had they been on the right hash, no, left hash, anyway, sorry. Yes, they, they were on the right hash, yes. Yeah, had they been, been on the left, left hash, yes. It, it would have gone to Wanya. Now that said, <clears throat> Taylor hasn't been very good this year. I just, I, I just, I can't have that argument in my mentions again because I spent all day today. Well, not all day, uh, honey. If you're watching this, I really did do some work while I was at the office today. <laughs> um, explaining to someone why Marquez Valdez Scantling should catch uh, the football on a crosser, even when it's when it's behind him. And hey. Contorting your body and turning back as you run is not easy for, you know, me and you. That said, mm -hmm. like, it's the equivalent. I, I've tried to think about this all day because I, I sat there and I, like, slowed it down. And I point out the holes got hit right as he threw. Correct. From the left, which would explain why the ball drifted a little to the left because it altered the angle of his arm a little bit. You, but you, you, oh, my God, Seth breaking it down better than Tony Romo. <laughs> Break it and, down. Break me down, Seth. And, and I mean, so yeah, it's, the ball did go a little behind him, but there's layers of difficulty to these things. Mahomes was asked to complete an accurate throw, which normally, under normal circumstances, that throw to a crosser is a really easy throw. When you're getting hit, that's a harder throw. And so just getting it to him, where it's catchable, very catchable, because it's not like he had to like reach back a full yard, right? Has to contort his body a little bit while running. Not easy to do. But there's degrees of difficulty to this. And and it's just a frustrating thing. I had to slow down the thing and show this person, who is a person I've interacted with many times, I'm sure well-intentioned here, slow it down. No, no, he really did get hit. It's like, I don't think he got hit. So then I took a screenshot of him being hit with the ball still in his hand. It's like, well, no, no, he, he did. It's like, well, that doesn't matter. He needs to deliver an accurate throw. Okay. Well, while you're getting hit... <laughs> It's an accurate throw to make it catchable if it's while you're getting hit. It's kind of like the equivalent of if you're throwing a 50-yard bomb and it's probably like maybe a yard away from where you'd like it to be. That's not a bad throw because you take into account levels of difficulty here. And MVS, all you had to do is make a catch that every college receiver should make. And some high school receivers. And look, I don't like, I mean, everyone's burying MVS right now. And look, he's played poorly. And got a lot of snaps. Still, it doesn't help that later on, that deep ball 
that I thought was an overthrow, and now I've looked at the all twenty-two. Nope. And I mean that that ball nope. was right between his hands. And and did he have to lay out for it about 70 percent? Yep. But he didn't have to dive for that thing. This was not a full fledged layout. This was a a pretty standard ish. This was a a not easy deep ball catch, but not a hard one either. Mm. This is like your hands are right there, dude. You you can't like you know. Sorry, we're gonna once again be a uh, we're gonna once again be a visual medium here. When you hold your hands like this, it creates this space. See where my face is going right here. Let's pretend it's still an audio show. When you have your palms facing yourself. Yes, and I keep them, for some inexplicable reason, two feet apart. Yeah. There's a lot of space for a football to sail through there. Whereas, if I just bring them together like this, I've created a wonderful little nest for for that football to... A couple of fishes and some bread. Yes. That's all we need, Lord. All we need... Hey, you got two fish? Say no more. I got this. Oh, and that exactly. Yes, that's that's where I was going. That was really funny. <laughs> I I'm know. Just, I'm just I been know. scrolling through Seth's replies. Seth, leave that in 2023. Nice. No, you were an idiot because oh. this is the idea that. Well, I'm sure they're a well-intentioned person. <laughs> I'll save you and them the trouble. But the next time you spend 45 minutes of your only life arguing with someone who just wants to troll you and make you angry on the internet, just mute them. Just mute. Just mute this dude who's got a couple of other tweets that I think are a decent, a couple of descriptors that I think are a decent flag that maybe it's not worth your time. (laughs) And you're like, no, I'm going to convince this one guy. This, I'm going to take time out of my busy life. I'm going to spend time on making one guy maybe believe that I might have a point that Patrick Mahomes has been more than good enough for MVS this year. I'm going <laughs> to change his mind with my life hours. Well, I was, I was so, I mean, full disclosure, I was working on other stuff at the same time and just, I kept coming back to it. And I really would like to believe that most people, when they are presented with Visual evidence. Facts. Facts. Details. And I also treat I also treat Twitter occasionally like the public square a bit to where I'm not always just thinking about the people who I'm arguing with, but I'm thinking about the audience there. If I'm in a debate as to whether or not life has meaning, I know my opponent probably won't change his mind. But you know what? All these bright eyed youngsters who are just wondering whether life has meaning, those are the minds I'm looking to to reach and say, hey, just in case you thought this might be true, because mm. <laughs> mm. it's, it's funny. But Seth is just going back and forth. But maybe that 12-year-old learned. It's How more embarrassing. If it was a 12-year-old, I think you would actually have like a case of like, well, he, this is still a young idiot and not an old idiot. And a young idiot, I might take the time to try to bring along. I think that's a good use of your time. I just see how many tweets are in this thread and how few of them are quote tweets. And I just don't understand what you're doing, Seth. I just want to believe 
that I can Lev <laughs> Mass, who has consistently some of the best comments here. The optimistic pastor energy is yes, because you're going from street corner to street corner, man. You are stopping at every person with a megaphone, and you're like, no, I will be here for 45 minutes. I'm I'm the guy um, <laughs> that is at you know I don't know they used to do this at Metallica concerts. I'm street preaching people trying to walk into the Metallica concert, and it's going about as well as you'd expect. People aren't in the mood. It's not the time or the place. So you need a, you need a yeah. vision. You just need a nice visual aid of a wicker basket, small. We ask, and just say, "Did you know what God did with this basket? What Jesus did with these loaves and these fish? Are you hungry? Are you hungry, ma'am? Are you hungry for the truth? Are you hungry, sir, for the Lord's wisdom? Because we'll give it to you. You may not want it." But do you need it? The Lord now there's a free will, and I there's like a, take that from, from you. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'd like to make you believe this. Do you know what he did to the disciples? He said, "Come with me. Come with me. It's already been written. It's already been written." Yeah, I, I will give you the rest of understanding that Peter really should have caught her. That's later. This guy said, I love Mahomes, but he's not Jesus Christ. And Seth was like, yeah, I think I'm going to get through to this guy. <laughs> oh, hey, not, I love Mahomes, but he's not Jesus Christ. He doesn't walk on water, and it was a bad throw. And Seth said, let me go cut a 10-second slow-mo clip of this throw so I can prove him wrong when the only people who will see this tweet are people that follow both you and that guy, and maybe because it's Twitter, some sort of NC-17 bot. But Josh, sometimes MVS has got to get out that boat. He's got to see it for oh, himself. Scary, man. But you just got to hop you gotta out. I want come out Seth here. to get out of the boat. You just got to, you got to, hey, hey, you got to come out that boat and see what it's like. Because you were there. Hey, man, I was with you on Friday. I said, hey, man, you blacked out. Sometimes <laughs> you got to get out that boat so you can black out again. So you can have a, a actual spiritual experience. But don't look at that water. Don't look at that water. And the ball went through his hands again. Look at the water. He took his eyes up. He sank down. And he's now reached the point where he looks back. He says, Pat, save me. And Pat, at this point, is just standing back there shaking his head like, you know, I think we're going to let this dude sink. We give it up. And that's, and look, MVS, that drop aside, it was never going to happen next year. Well, we can just, he's going to use his contract to clear $12 million. I can't believe I have forced us to spend this much time on no, this. No, I think it's us. Things I really like. I, I brought him back in the council so I could say, I'm wasting your money and I'm wasting <laughs> your time and I need to look for new clients that I can serve in a much better way than you two. Cause we tried guys. I really tried. Now, Josh, what was the best part of Sunday's game? Was it the idea that the chiefs actually came back from a double digit deficit and that people know talking about it? Was it something else? Was it the fact that Harrison Bucker had his own sermon called a press conference after the game where he was just like, look, man, sometimes I'll be kicking that ball. And I'm like, God, please let it go through. And I kind of want to relate to him. I'm like, look, man, 
I do the same thing on the typewriter, baby. I, I do the same thing on the keyboard. Lord, how are we going to get from point A to point B today? Yeah. Who knows? I wish knows? I wish God would have taken a PSI out of those uh, Patriots balls. But look, man, I mean, Butker's got a great view on it. And apparently God loves the Chiefs because he's made a lot of kicks. Yes. The, power of the, the, the armor of God and the foot plate of the Holy Spirit or whatever. That is the only way to avoid the darts of the enemy. The man, the man. I'm really happy with the direction this show has gone. By the way, I'm like, I, I'm really. Oh, I, oh, I know. You're levitating. He's into the jacuzzi of my comfort zone right now. This I'm kind of hoping. Say. I'm kind of hoping I might be able to get a hand up there. And... Yeah. I, I, <laughs> ultimately, I do think Ross Sawyer is correct uh, about we're we gonna get to Sneed. Don't worry. Um, but I don't know. Like, what was? It was a weird game to watch. I know. I know yeah. what the show's title is. But like Josh, like what? Like I haven't listened to the postgame show. I'm gonna do it. But like, I, no, like other than other than to say, like, hey, they're in the playoffs and they won the division. Whoa, whoopee! I, uh. The the takeaway to, from this game for me on like a, on a vibe standpoint, on a big picture standpoint, is that this game gives you a t-shirt, a hat, and an exhale. Like, that is what you, you, I don't think we learned anything. This, this guy is a professional, ladies and gentlemen. It's right there. That's just off the top, too. Uh, it, it's not a change in any path of any player. MVS had a couple more disasters, and so we go ahead and we, we tell them we're going we're gonna to stop wasting their money in counseling. Yep. You get Legereus Sneed rolling out of bed, apparently apparently shutting down Jamar Chase in the wrong way. I don't know. I'd love to ask Jamar Chase what the right way to shut him down is that won't <laughs> continue the bleep talk. Well, you got to obviously whip off your helmet and fight him right there on the field or you don't want any. Like, yeah, I, I think he was kidding. But anyway, go ahead. I don't, but I don't well, know. And also, want, like, not that I want to fight. Yeah, it's like not that I'd want to fight Jamar Chase, but I also wouldn't want to fight Legarius Sneed. So like, no. I'm not sure that. I don't. I don't think either one of them should be rooting for for fisticuffs. Is it, uh, is it, is it weird that Jamar Chase doesn't remember where Legereus Snead went to school? I'm it's sorry. A little weird. He didn't go to LSU. He went to the no. other school. Yeah, he, he ready to he ready to fight anybody. 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 You feel those heavy hands on your neck at the line of scrimmage? We're gonna go ahead and deregulate that and let him use those same hands. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. That man. He's got power. Oh, sorry, there. there's a tech in his name, and he wasn't a mechanic out there. Okay, like come on, it's <laughs> a tech in his school's name. Even the good stuff here was like the Chiefs' offense being pretty good between the twenties and then not being able to actually score touchdowns. Even that's familiar, just not to the tone of of six field goals being the result. Uh, but I, let's talk about Legarius Sneed since we're here. Okay. Um, the because I don't I don't know if uh, if he showed us something we hadn't seen. But he passed another test out of out of the training room, essentially. Seth, I saw somebody ask a couple. I don't I don't need to put the absolute point on the question of like, uh, who would you rather have, Snead or McDuffie? Or because the Chiefs right now have a good problem having both having both of them, or Chris Jones or Legarius Snead. But with the entire year that he has had, are you willing to adjust? I, preseason, I thought he was gone. I thought this was the last year with Legarius Snead, and I no longer know if I can believe that. Well, um, there's there's never been a be- there's I'm going to say something. Actually, you're not. We need to take a break. Let's take a break, Nate. <laughs> Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I was walking Seth up to it, and you ju- you left in front of him to take yeah, the bullet. That was this has, this has been a genuinely spiritual podcast for us, and greater love hath no man. Yes. <laughs> One lay down his life for his friend. And Nate was just, to mix metaphors, he was the one set of footprints in the sand that <laughs> threw himself in front of that old rugged cross. Nope, I think we've... Nope. Nope, now we've gone too metaphors. far. <laughs> that is full. Where the line was, and they crossed it anyway. <laughs> and hey, what do you need to say about Legereus Sneed? Um... You got to remember, kids, I started covering this team full-time in 2018. Orlando Scandrick was one of their top quarterbacks. I cannot stress this enough. They, in the 2018 season, said, uh, you were undrafted. You had training camp with the Cowboys. You go cover Tyler Lockett. We have no one else. Jarvarius, you go do it. Um, you have to remember Steven Nelson had the mentality of a of a diva corner, but he lacked the talent and discipline um to actually do the job at a high level. Um this is the best cornerback play that I've seen um, you know, since covering the team, and that even involves and, and I said it, you know, or I wrote it, I should say, but like even when even when Jamar Chase was like cool. It's not luxurious need anymore. Oh, it's just Trent McDuffie. It's just, it's just they more at problems. one point doubled him, and and doubles are rare in, yes. in the NFL. But they at one point had McDuffie drop into zone while Sneed was on coverage on Chase, and the man was getting doubled by legitimately two of the best corners in the yes. NFL. I've never even seen that. You're you're not gonna believe this, but he wasn't open. Like, no, no, he wasn't. <laughs> like, I. You know, it, that's it's, such a crazy thing to do. Yes, and and of course. Uh, there was one play early in the game where they tried to trick, uh, trick Jake Browning where Snead blitzed off the perimeter, and Jake Browning's like, "Okay, I've guys, that that's that's a bit too far," um, but you know they they did it just to do it, um, which I feel like Steve Spagnuolo's gotten to a very comfortable place of I just do stuff in the first half, guys, I really do, like I just do stuff, and I'm comfortable because they're not going to give up the big play, but like you know we're just pushing buttons. And then in the second half, I slowly squeeze the life out of you. Um, but look, I mean, Ladarius Need probably had his most impressive game of the season when you consider uh, he didn't know if he was going to play when he woke up yesterday. Uh, 
he told me, fellas in the locker room, that he made the decision. He he made it really clear to me that like this was my decision, not Andy Reid's, not Rick Burke Holder, the head athletic trainer. This was my decision. And I said, well, when did you make it? And he said, he literally did like, uh, God, I can't think of the character, but he literally did the guy from The Wire where he says, shit, 125. (laughs) (laughs) Which, ladies and gentlemen, is two hours before kickoff. Uh, 30 minutes before an active is going on. Yes, and 30 minutes before an active. So he, he tried his best to say, like, no, I did this. This was a me decision. Yes, they had me test some things out. Yes, I didn't practice all week. I know what the what Andy's rules are, but basically I said, no, I got to have this one. I got to have this one. Now, look, if they're playing the Falcons, he might not be out there. Hell, if, if you know, if it was if the the opponents were switched, right? Say it was the Chargers yesterday mm-hmm. and the Bengals to end the season, he probably might not be out there. But he heard that man talking, and he said, "Look, I feel good today. I don't. I, well, I don't feel great, but I feel good enough to, to do my thing." And then he, um, he got in his head. He pushed him around. He continued to push him after plays, and uh, systematically removed him from like the Bengals' game plan. The Bengals didn't try to get him the ball a ton in the third and fourth quarters, and I just thought it was odd because it was like. Zach Taylor kind of conceding that like we need to go elsewhere and that is an affront because guys like he's your best skill position player try try to use him try to get them him the ball um in some degree so yeah his best performance of the season that even includes what I thought I think before yesterday I thought his best game on film was when he really saw Justin Jefferson in real life in color and just said, nah, man, like, nah, like I'm, I am playing at the peak of my powers. And you have to remember that that, in, that involves Kirk Cousins being on the field. Like the Vikings were pretty healthy. TJ Hawkinson was on the field and he just said, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I know he had a, as good of a game as you could ask for anybody against Tyreek Hill. Um, but the fact that Jamar Chase has honestly been the boogeyman throughout this rivalry and the fact that he just vanquished him um, in a way that he drove the man literally crazy after the game to where the man said literally crazy stuff like you want to fight <laughs> you want to fight and uh, obviously there's another there's a second part of this that I know weirdly evolves me um, but no it was it was a great performance and something that actually galvanized the defense he inspired his teammates in a way uh, that is truly memorable and was honestly necessary for them to win that game yesterday. Nate is uh, is perfectly framed. It was it was it Aaron Ladd's tweet of the video clip, I believe. Yeah, it's um, uh, you know I never know when I'm on camera or when things are gonna pop off on the internet. But I was in prime, you were, were yeah, to be. I was in prime position, and we must credit Aaron Ladd for excellent framing. I always tell the people like, no, no, no one. I mean. Like, no one cares. Like, some people are like, hey, that's you in the corner. And I'm like, yes, trying to get that man to say anything of value. Uh, <laughs> whoever that man chooses to be. Uh, but, yeah, Aaron Ladd, Aaron Ladd did me a solid last night. So I got I to gotta get this guy a drink. 
I, I, you should, yeah. I, you know, just hanging out with Aaron's a good thing to do. I mean, I feel like that's a win-win for everybody. But anyway, Nate's uh, Nate's making a, the perfect expression to what Legarius Sneed is saying post game. If you haven't seen it, uh, it's all over Twitter. It's uh, it's it's worth taking a peek at. Um, so Seth, back to the original uh, your side that I was going to uh, debate you into running into the breakthrough on. Um, <laughs> with 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 the defense all together in this game, they shut out the Bengals in the second half. Um, they have one short field that bites them which is the the model at this point. Uh, and Legereus Sneed does everything that Nate just laid out there. Before we come back around to the offensive side, what you've already written about over in the newsletter, uh, anything else or just want to wax poetic on the corners more on the defensive side? I think uh, one of the best things that's happened to Legereus Sneed this year, I, I think he's playing at a higher level than he's played throughout his career in terms of as a coverage guy. One thing that's happened for him is the existence of Trent McDuffie. And part of that is that means Sneed is not playing out of the slot as much, which means his particular style of cornerbacking, which is hit now, hit later, hit a few more times, they're still moving, hit them again, follow them to the sideline, hit them, go to their hotel room and attack them once the lights are out. Like he, he plays an unbelievably physical brand of cornerbacking. And part of that, I've talked about that before, in terms of as a pure coverage guy, he's a good pure coverage guy, but not an incredible one because his his hips are just a little stiffer than I'd like there. But he's real strong, he's real fast, and when he's allowed to play very physically, that just like so. You remember remember when remember the Legion of Boom? Ever heard of it? Oh yeah. It was one of the things that happened for them was they achieved this reputation, right, as being super physical, etc. And eventually. A guy like Richard Sherman, who was a great cover corner in his own right, but when he was allowed to maul guys, became a mind an elite, unstoppable guy. And he included like guys like uh, well, they had multiple corners across from over the years, but just multiple big, strong corners that when they were allowed to play really, really, really physical styles of football, it accented their ability. And one of the best things that can happen to you in the NFL as a corner is if you develop a reputation. Because if you develop a reputation, the refs are going to be a little more likely to swallow those whistles a bit. And that's something that's happened with Sneed that's helped him out a bit. You know, he did still pick up that pass interference that was clearly a pass interference. But that happens. Spags has been really clear. I'll take one of those every game if it means coverage like this. It has it raised an interesting question because if that allows him to continue to play his style, it 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 elevates his ceiling as a corner. Um I, I do think some of the conversations about him following opponents' receivers I think are a little bit overstated because he does, but he doesn't do on an island, which you shouldn't in the modern NFL. Just don't do that. That's insane. So it's not quite prime Revis stuff, but in the modern NFL, it's as close as you're probably going to get. In, in, and I think it gets a higher great just because very few corners are given the opportunity to do it right 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 they don't ask corners to do that anymore because it's generally a bad idea these the receivers in the league today they're just freaks but he has the ability when he can get to the line with guys and he doesn't have to play in the slot like all the time he still will occasionally Mm -hmm. but he doesn't have to play guys consistently in the slot where they're able to back up a yard or two to where he can't get his hands on them because that's his thing i mean he just, I mean, he just punches guys as they're coming off the line. And that's got to be exhausting and annoying. 
And so it, not to get super contracty, but that part of the game doesn't age out as you get a little older, right? I mean, like if you can keep hassling guys at the line, I don't know. Right. Again, we're talking about his first contract. He's also got those tricky old knees. So I don't know. I he's an interesting. And that's yeah, there's there's a bunch of things to take into account there. And that's I'll circle back now to the thing you initially asked. Um, you know, what do you do about it? He's in a contract year. The Chiefs, my understanding is they absolutely love him and they have for years, but what do you do with him? Because the the reality of the situation, and I think this will be good offseason fodder, we'll see how the season plays out, is it's not LeJerry Sneed or Trent McDuffie. McDuffie's on a rookie deal for like three more years. Uh, he's cheap. It's LeJerry Sneed or Chris Jones. Probably can't keep both. Because, and then the, here's the problem, they're both premium position guys, right? Mm-hmm. One's a pass rusher, one's a corner. Um, <clears throat> They're both excellent, excellent players. They now there there's some differences in their situation that will probably just like break down point by point. The thing that Steed's done this year, gaining that reputation, it is it allows him to play his style, which allows him to really shut down the especially when combined with the way Spags will protect him just a little bit here and there, a little bit here and there with safety help over the top, a little bit here and there. Oh, they moved into the slot. Let's give you a snap off. Let's let McDuffie deal with them. You know what? I, and that's that's the other thing. When you've got another corner who's excellent, and then two more corners that you really trust, you can take a mental breather for minutes. Like, ah, oh, I'm going to cover the crap's that guy. Like, yeah, sure, why not? Now, in this case, it was T. Higgins sometimes, although he was in and out of the game. Yeah. So that that raises his value too. I don't know. I came into the season saying, hey, look, they draft and develop corners really well. What can you do? They've already found a star corner in Trent McDuffie. I assume the Steed's time would be done. They've designed this defense all about as much about around their coverage as they have their pass rush. And cornerbacks, even star corners. And I'm not sure Sneed will get full-fledged top of the market with this being the first year that he's gotten this reputation. I don't know. The market's weird when it comes to guys. Yeah, it's, it's sort of I, it sort of depends on the timing, but um it does. It's hard to say at this point. Again, we're not in the off season yet, and I haven't talked to enough right. people. But like, I see obviously a lot of people in the in the comments saying, you know, the the easiest step is to probably franchise tag him, but that also expedites potentially Chris Jones's exit from the franchise. So you also have to think about that too. Um, yep. um And so you know, you you'll have that decision up until about you know early March, I think. Um, but yeah, it's you also know who's younger. And you also know who technically is cheaper, and it's the player we're talking and, about right and now. And that's the that's the big thing. The top of the market per year, and this is, you know, it's such a silly thing because it annoys, ignores guarantees and that kind of stuff. Top of the market per year for a corner is 21. Top of the market pass rusher is 30. Yep. And, I mean, that, that matters a lot, too. And so they're going to have a tough decision to make, but it's a great decision to make now because you've got this defense – fully functional and fully operational. I don't know is, if Brian Cook is going to be back. That would be incredible. Um, my understanding is his ankle was sideways, but... Uh, <laughs> That's I'm not just... your understanding. That's your eyes. <laughs> yes. My my lying eyes. Well, my eyes also said that Mahomes got hit while he released the ball, and I was told that we go again. Hey. Um, it's, uh, I was about to go on a four-hour tweet thread about yes. the direction Brian Cook's foot was pointing in. Well, the great thing about me is that I'm never petty about it. That's that's the <laughs> I'm just making things up by myself. So anyway, that's my my thoughts on Steed. He really has taken his game to another level 
while simultaneously, I think it, it is important to acknowledge how much he's benefited from getting that reputation because that allows you to just be a little more grabby. That allows you... Remember how mad we all got in in the Jets game because, oh, what's his name? Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner. Sauce hold on every snap. Just, just grabbing guys down the field. He's 20 yards down the field grabbing guys' jerseys. And you know what? You've earned it. You yep. earned the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're a pro like player. If Holmes is pointing at a guy being held, that's probably going to get called in the next few snaps. That's how it works. There's the human element. So I, it, it's a really good problem to have, like you said, Josh. Let's talk about uh, just what's been a problem this year and the wide receivers and where we stand. Now we've talked about MVS. We have got, we have given them permission to start seeing other people. Um, but there was good news again from Rasheed Rice and something that Seth's already written about uh, largely around Rasheed Rice up in the Chief of the North newsletter, mnchiefsfan.substack.com. That's right. It's there for January 1st, kicking off the new year. Did I say something wrong, Seth? You made a look of confusion like you didn't know you wrote something and went on the website today. No, my 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 phone is dinging at me. Okay, but not about me saying something wrong. Cool. That's all I needed to know. Uh, oh. But... Dang it, woman, you're obsessed with me. And my wife's texting. Anyway, what were you saying? Okay. Are things okay at home? You, you care to read one so you could dig a deeper? Do you hole? want me to bring your gym stuff? Maybe meet there and then on the way back drop the car off for Tucker. Or you need to come here first. Let's drop a car off first. Man, that's a lot of options. Yeah, that's a lot of options. Uh, are we right now privy to hearing the conversation about you starting a new gym journey on January 1st? No, I go to the gym and insert joke here. What do you um, do there? <laughs> he mostly, I, mostly I, sup- supervises. <laughs> he goes I, to the I, gym I, and drops jazz off and then he goes home. He's on my wife, you know. No, I usually just... You're, like, you're in a suit, you just stand in the Are you looking at just... my wife? Hi, my name is Seth. Yeah. Hey, I've got this card. Yep, that does say assistant county attorney. And if you're wondering if that means prosecutor, it does. What's your first and last name and date of birth again? You know, things like that. Um, no, yeah, I, I genuinely is actually in a horrible turn of events, getting crushed by a bench press. Seth will not intervene because he's like a security guard on a field. He's only looking at the crowd. So he's not actually oh, yeah. watching the action. He is just fully no, scanning no. for potential threats. No, I, I what I do is I continuously marvel about the fact that I can do all the same things that I did 10 years ago, but if I don't change the way I eat, it makes no, no impact. Yeah, oh, it's nothing. It's like, man, oh, I've burned a thousand calories and my gut's like. <laughs> Did he just eat another donut? What is he yeah, doing? Like, what is he doing? That tombstone pizza and you're going to love, love it. it. Yes. Uh, so, please I, tell me whether Connor Henry will coach next season for the Chiefs. Kevin, look at this me. This is a Kevin Marshall super chat. He, this man, this man Kevin, paid, paid ten dollars to ask you this question, Nate. Kevin, thank you very much for doing that. It, it Kevin, to great people. Kevin, look at me. Look at Nate. Is Matt Nagy the coordinator next year? Yeah, this could go one or two ways. If Matt Nagy is a coordinator, Connor Embry should and likely will keep his job. This is an Andy Reid thing that we can track since his Philadelphia days. The only time this man changes assistant coaches is if they leave somewhere because their coordinator left somewhere or clean the house. Okay, and that happened in 2019 with the defensive staff. Nobody stayed other than I'm not going to mention his name. Fair. Um, hey, do you, wait, do you think there's a chance that Matt Nagy's not the offensive coordinator next year? 
That's not what I said, John. I know. I'm saying. saying I, I'm saying. I'm at, I know. I heard. You just asked a question, but now I'm asking the question. Ask her a question. They better score some points in January. Troy Thornton for ten dollars super chat says, "Please tell points. me whether Andy Reid will coach for the Chiefs next season." Nate, your thoughts? He still like the he still like the State Farm commercials, right? Now I know you got one to get them. You know you can um, you can nick a price, sneak another year. You know they've had they've had some good ratings for some people that I've talked to. Coach is lovable. Um, what would he do next October? So yeah, he'll be the coach next season. Oh, that's a ten dollars hey. nuggie right there from that me. is a ten dollar nuggie right there. Hey, shout Tammy, out to people who started off twenty twenty four with super yeah, you guys are way too great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tammy, hey, Seth, you're really Tammy, Seth, Seth, you're really messing up the vibe, brother. Tammy will look that man in the eye and say, "You get out there and you coach them boys." You mean you're not going to end on this one all the time? You're not going to end on a re- you're not going to end on a on a wild card loss to the Bills, are you? Not at Arrowhead. Not at Arrowhead. Not on this watch. Um, do we all start rooting? Okay, what's the most chaotic thing? I knew, I mean, I know that's Thursday show, but the most chaotic thing is the Bills got to win to get the seven. Don't they like if oh. something happens? If they aren't they either like the second seed or the seven? Yes, or, or, or their microphone set. Yes. Oh, so baby, I need too much. We ask this man. We asked this man to sex it up, and then he looked back at his partner and said, "Put it, put me in a better mood." I'm sorry. The counselor said, "Make it sexy." I can't believe somebody asked Sean McDermott about Josh Allen's problems, and he said, "We're still figuring that out." Like, you, I don't know if you guys saw my tweet, yes, but Sean McDermott is going through coordinators like Henry VIII went through wives. I mean, it is straight up like fired, beheaded, died, fired, beheaded, beheaded. survived. Like that's <laughs> he's defensive and offensive coordinator. His, uh, his, 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 his Gardner, okay, they dog says Gardner Minshew at Arrowhead is what we want. Okay. Yeah, Gardner Mitch is going to walk in that building saying, that's I'm Colts, taking right? everything. Yeah, that's the Colts. I don't take the Colts. I'm, I'm taking everything. I, I believe in curses now. Well, no, actually, they beat them the last time. Never mind. Uh, Mason Rudolph, Seth. Can we have Mason Rudolph in it at Arrowhead? I'd enjoy that. <laughs> Isn't that pretty, pretty funny? <laughs> Mason <laughs> Rudolph. Uh, now, by the way, did you did you hear what oh, NFL, what NFL Network said? Uh, it's revenge oh, game. A red hot. A red hot. Mason Rudolph keeps his job. I love this stupid sport. I love how silly it is where we have to say a hot ham. You don't have to say that. You don't have to say that. There are 52 guys on the team, okay? He did fine. Mason Rudolph did fine, and he can keep playing football next week. He does not. His hand is not hot. Look at Joe Flacco's hand. Joe Flacco got flames. Joe Flacco is like, you know that scene in the most recent Godzilla movie? Oh, Rest- Walking back towards what? No, maybe this is just Godzilla, King of the Monsters. My son's also in another new Godzilla new Godzilla movie that's apparently very, very good that I haven't seen yet. So a new Kong one. He Godzilla got so minus much, one is the he one got, people love very much. I he got so much, much fire in his hands. He decided to touch Quentin Quentin's hair. He decided to touch it because his his hand was so hot. He just thought he things could are, touch. He just thought he could touch another man's hand from another. Like, not even his teammate. And I just cook. I just cooked you boys. Let me let me pat you on the head real quick. <laughs> no, Joe Flacco also being the master of there he is, there he is. Here it comes. Hey. Here comes trouble as the most perfect, most perfect thing ever. Big dog, big dog. How you it doing? Is, How you doing, big dog? 
it's kind of nice to see a, a a player reach that like almost seeming kind of like a normal type dude reach that like late 30s almost 40 stage yeah you just become completely comfortable with who you are as a human it's like hey buddy I you knew it and you just don't even care it's like being like like how Kirk Cousins has been his whole life like most some of us don't master that energy till we're almost right. 40 her cousins was like it in coming out of college like I've got stronger dad energy <laughs> city of you idiots. I'm sorry. And, and I, Seth is definitely the most likely of us to take a, a quick little nap during a show like Joe Flacco is yes. maybe doing on the sideline. Yes. I could definitely see Seth. Yeah. Just... Nate Dogg said Sean McDermott is going to coordinators like suicide bomb. Good <laughs> God. It's just incredible. Oh, and you win comment of the day, Nate Dogg. That's all. Hey, hey, I need you to do something for me. Follow it. <laughs> Follow on everything. I gotta keep us moving forward. Take me off. Where's Leslie Frazier? Where's Leslie? I think a wonderful year off. Just rediscovering <laughs> his love of life. We're not asking. Said, where's, where's, we're not asking where's Wallace anymore. Where's Leslie Frazier? The one who was keeping this thing together. Hey, Seth. Yo, where's Rasheed Rice? Is that, Ooh, hold on, squinting eyes, looking down. Hold on, is that, that number four, 20 yards running downfield? There's Chad Henney back on the field running. Is he, was he 15, 20 yards downfield? I can't remember. I might have to find who it was because this tweet was so good. But somebody said, uh, I thought Rasheed Rice disappeared like one of the baseball players into the uh, field of corn and field of dreams when he <laughs> walked like 15 yards downfield. That tweet made me so happy. That was that reminded me of, of your comment earlier this year where it's like, well, it's just a real shame that his arms and legs don't uh, don't work once he goes past five yards. No, Rasheed Rice with his first deep ball target of the year on an adjust on a site adjustment because of a busted coverage. Yep. That's that's a big deal. I'm gonna take this one for we've got another super chat. Thanks for the super chat. Grimsum. Um, I don't know what a Grimsum is, but fair enough. Is Steve Spagnolo still here next year? Unless he gets offered a head coaching job. If they let Steve Spagnola walk away, I'm going to be irate. And I haven't even heard his name come up. I feel like Spags is kind of in that sweet spot where he's done it before. He's and that, he's, Josh, he, he's 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 the honorary Wade Phillips of the NFL right now. Yeah. Mm. Unless you're Josh McDaniels, you don't get more chances because apparently you've got to fail so badly that people are like, ah, that must have been something weird. He must have had stuff going on at home or something. Let's give him another shot and see if he can make players so miserable to hey. smoke cigars when they win without him. Hey like, Steve. Hey Steve. I've got a. I got this. I got this weird guy named David Tepper on the line. Thinking, yep. You think Maria? Maria, Maria, hang up. Maria, hang <laughs> up. Maria, <laughs> tell him I'm not here and hang the phone up. Does <laughs> oh. I? Oh man. But now Spags, it would shock me if he if he went anywhere. I think he seems he seems to really like his job. Like there are some people, you know, they just like they're excited to be at work. And like, depending on the job you have, everyone kind of hates them for that because it's like, really, we're, we're that. But he's like one of those people. Like, he's someone that you'd be like, ah, oh, looks like someone's got a case. The Mondays on there, guy. Come on, let's go get after it. And everyone's like, sure, Steve. Um, look, man, we really like you, but can you just take about twenty percent off the top for the first two hours of Monday, buddy? Like, we're tired. And I, I mean, he just seems happy. Here's, so here, I, you know what? I I I totally understand where you're going, but I'm gonna disagree ever so slightly. I think he, I think he dials it exactly to the to the brim of that every time. I think Spags <laughs> has the perfect level of love, happy to be here on a Monday energy. I, I don't think it's ever too much. I think it's always perfect. 
Also, real quick, shout out to Brett Parker, who tweeted, I thought Rice disappeared into the grass like a scene from Field of Dreams if he crossed 10 yards on the field before the ball was thrown. Um, that is such we a all got happy. Back to that. On a side note, just one more thing before I do the actual analysis. Mahomes saying afterwards, we need, you know, we'll have to show him how to get those knees up so he gets to the end zone next time. It's been a while since Patrick Mahomes playfully alphaed one of his wide receivers. And the last time he did it, it was also to Richie Rice. Very true, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and so you can tell, like, if anyone is, if anyone's never been in this type of professional environment before, if you need to know which dude Mahomes likes the best, there's your answer. This is like the guy that he's teasing. That's the guy, not the guy that he's putting his hand on his helmet, going, "Why?" So. Um, Rasheed Rice, he gets targeted. It's a deep route. Um, shout out to Sam McDowell wrote a great article on it. Um, he, he, he saw, and it's, it's right there. They were so nice to show the all 22 during the broadcast. Um, the Bengals deep safety to, to his side of the field rotated like he was going to, like he was rotating to the other side of the field. The problem is I think he was supposed to rotate the other way into two deep. Instead, he decides to play single high for God only knows a reason. Corner gives up outside leverage, which means He's essentially letting Rice get a little bit of leverage inside. Yes. Well, the problem with that... Because well, my, my safety help is right. <laughs> where, the, where the hell are you? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, here's you actually saw a perfect example of how important leverage is with the way corners play these guys because they're too fast, right? You can't, you can't keep them from going inside, outside, and right through you unless you're Legereus Sneed and you pull out brass knuckles and just start beating him within an inch of his life at the snap. <laughs> Which that works, I, and I've seen him do it. I'll never forget where the where where a play, by the way, where Stephon Diggs ended the play like three yards behind the line of scrimmage because <laughs> Snead just got him like he was a blocking sled. It was awesome. So the that you see why leverage is so important because if you take outside leverage and they see it and you don't have safety help, they can just run a straight line and there is nothing you can do about it. Uh, and Mahomes, to his credit. He made the same adjustment. That's huge. They also had a really nice adjustment earlier in the game against zone coverage um, that Sam did a great job writing about. But the biggest thing is, it turns out when you accelerate really well, you don't need to get separation 50 yards down the line, down the field. You need to get separation those first 20 yards, and Rasheed Rice can do that. Now, did he get caught? Sure. Does he have like this huge fifth gear? He does not. But I guess, you know, I will settle for 60-yard gains. I'll settle for it. What, okay, with Tyreek Hill, how was that? Yes. The first the first 60-yard uh, gain of the entire season in week yes. 17. And that, it just, it's so cool. To per, see. per Next Gen Stats, which I was like, Next Gen Stats, I didn't need the per. I had eyes. I had eyes. I knew, like, the, the next closest was probably some 45-yard gainer to Justin Watson. It might have been Richie James. Yeah, I like forty seven yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, by the way, I have to correct myself. That wasn't a Mills concept on, that James had the big gain on. It was a dagger concept. Anyway, that's been bothering it, me for weeks. Good. Retire. So, it, it's really cool seeing Rice take advantage of those opportunities. We'll pay for your newsletter. I, How dare you? Some, some of them play as much so as a dollar a month in perpetuity forever. Dang it! You said Mills instead of dagger. So I got a dagger for you. So I, if I were oh, as boy. Chiefs fans, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, I mean, this was 
I mean, I think look, we got to pause for this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ross Sawyer with Super Chat. Hey, shout out to Super Chats. If you want us to stop at our tracks, and this is a lot of people that aren't good at stopping in their tracks, and just <laughs> clearly be you and you alone. I don't know what I said, but whatever the phrasing. No, go like. ahead. I just Ross I'm gonna I'm gonna next week I'm gonna do some ten dollars super chats that just says ignore this and keep talking about what you're talking about. That's what I'll just be Joshua Briscoe and it will say that. Oh wow. Should um, I lift should I create a rock so heavy I cannot lift it? We'll find out <laughs> next week on only weird games. So Ross Sawyer says, was last week Kelsey's final regular season game? I don't have any insight into this. Nate, make me feel better because he still gets open. Um. Yeah, and it, and it is odd that Patrick hasn't targeted him as much as usual. In particular, the one that they showed of him clearing one part of the zone into the next part of the zone and him being open. Um. Before Mahomes sort of checked it down, as Tony Romo said, just a little too soon, baby, because Kelsey was open. Um, yep. What have I been saying? What have I been saying all year, guys? This is the last great year of Travis Kelsey. This is it. Uh, it it really doesn't matter. Whether he retires this year or next year, um, obviously there's a there's a theory going around that you know him and Jason can be the first brothers to ever be first ballot Hall of Famers together. Uh, you just want to advance that five years out, six years out, whatever. Um, obviously, I'm the guy that told you the four sprays in the locker room in Minneapolis, and now I'm going to tell you. Um, another scene from the locker room yesterday. Um, much of the celebration had already uh, occurred with the hats and the and the t-shirts. Um, it was a very jovial locker room. Guys are obviously eager to play in the postseason. Um, Travis Kelsey, as I've said before, reminds me a lot of Roy Kent in. I mean, in in in. And really, oh, uh, I think a fair way, um, he looked tired. He looked spent. And he didn't walk with the same gusto and the same bounce that I'm used to or accustomed to after a win. Um, obviously, he knows there's a lot that he has to do, both as a leader and as obviously a productive player moving forward, um, I'm going to advise that Andy Reid give him a week off. I know statistically what that means, um, but if your goal is to try to be a valiant champion in a repeat attempt, um, he needs a week off. Fifteen yards, sixteen yards, fifteen um, yards. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Um, Rasheed Rice has a has a better personality than Jamie Tart did in in season one. <laughs> I'm just gonna go there. Uh, he, he he's Rasheed Rice is a nice gentleman. Uh, Rasheed Jamie... Rice might be season three Jamie Tart. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah season three Jamie yeah. Tart. He's saying you you you, you got to go through me, not to me. Yeah, um, that's right. I get those references now. But he's you know he's struggling, and could I have pulled Travis Kelsey aside? And could we have had a conversation? Yes. Did I choose to do that? No. Just let him go, cause he's. You can tell. I don't know if the I don't know if the end is near, but I do know this has been his most trying season of his career. Um, and 
he might be the most fascinating character, the most fascinating person of this upcoming postseason run, because I think people need to start savoring it now. And when the season started, I thought I was a little bit ahead of the statistical age curve. Um, but we're here and he'll have to do something magnificent to have another season that is better than the one he's having this season. That is how hard it is to maintain this level of greatness. So um, I chose not to talk to Travis Kelsey because I just thought he didn't, I just thought he needed to, I just, I just know how much of a break he needs and where his body is and how, how tough this season has been. So I made a, I made a decision that, you know, I have to make all the time in the locker room. What is most valuable today versus what is most valuable the entire course of the season. And um, I chose to go to Legereus Need versus spending time with Travis Kelsey. But I saw the way he left the locker room, and it wasn't like a guy who had just won his eighth straight, you know, division title. It was a guy who had a long day at the office and wants to, you know, wants to take a breather because, man, um, he he knows he's got to summon to watch these guys in a couple weeks try to summon what made them champions when other teams are chasing them down is going to be incredibly fascinating. So there's your answer. Um, I know it's not what you want, but, but that's, that's my, that's my perspective of being there. And then the super chat from uh, Troy Thornton again, who says Seth made more money in super chats today than he makes monthly from his newsletter because of the low, low prices. Thank you, Troy. The lowest prices, the lowest uh, I, I, that's interesting to hear. He did look, um, he did look fired up in the locker room video and then he was, and then, and then it was. Well, I actually, okay. There, there is, he feels like he has to be on, right? Of course, and yeah. there's a certain amount of energy that comes with being on and that energy becomes harder and harder to find as you get a little older. Yeah. Um, and as I, that is interesting to me. I also, I'm trying to not in advance, this is taking a dark direction, dang it. I'm trying to not in advance get prematurely angry for the missteps, some of them, this year, placing an inordinate amount of physical and mental burden on Kelsey. Yes. When this should have been a, con a continuation of what they've started doing the last two years, taking a little bit of that off him and saying, hey, you can be great if we're only asking, like two years ago, they started with like, because like if you go back three years ago, he took like when when when, when Tyreek Hill had as many targets as the Chiefs have ever thrown to one receiver, but you still wanted the ball more. Yeah, that, I remember so, that. But then he went, then then they he goes down to like 75% of the targets. Then last year, it's like 70% or targets, snaps. Then right. like 70% of the snaps. And this year, it should have been a continuation of the same thing. And then leading into next year, hey, Travis, you can still be great. Why don't you be great for 60% of the snaps? And they, it felt like they had this plan, but then the receivers didn't work out. And you saw him in some games this year. He's just turned back the clock and, oh, okay, it's third down. All right, let's do this and whatever. But that is interesting. And I don't know. I demand, I don't even know how I feel about that because uh, he's, he's so... I know he needs a break, but there's only 17 other players in NFL history who have 8,000-yard seasons. True. 
And and it's not worth it because his body hurts and he's 34. And if you're trying to be a champion, it is not worth it. And again, as a leader, again, they're asking too much from him or more than they've ever asked before. Um, this is an this is a unusual sacrifice that you're being asked to make because I just saw Bradley Chubb smoke his ACL when he did not need to be out there. You cannot improve your playoff seating. You cannot. Your legacy is cemented. Um, but in terms of this season, uh, I I I know it's an unpopular opinion or an unpopular perspective, I guess is the word I, I would use, a perspective on all of this. I know it might be unpopular for most, but there is something there's something bigger. You've been through it before, what it takes to repeat as a champion. And um if he, Patrick, Checo, uh, who knows what's gonna happen with Donovan Smith, of course, if he wants to get back into the mix. But these are all guys who need um who need a considerable amount of time because you didn't earn the buy. Uh, so I know it's 16 yards and I know it's the Chargers. They're terrible. But uh, I think there are bigger, I think there are bigger reasons at play because there's, there's not enough reward for the risk involved in my, in my perspective. I Spyro for $2 says, here's a bribe, Mr. Lawyer Man. Uh, on on that note, if you want to read more about the deep game KL three six eight, I will start the GoFundMe for Seth. I'll take that responsibility. I gotta I gotta figure out what I, someone at one point told me what the super chats all end up going to, and I forgot. So we'll circle back. To that. <laughs> um, the uh, the the piece up in the newsletter right now, mnchiefsfan.substack.com, uh, goes a little deeper on how the Chiefs' deep passing game. Uh, can at least revitalize the offense throughout the rest of this season. I think you may have used the word save, Seth, if memory serves. And mm-hmm. um, that's a big word for only being oh. four letters. Uh, but this offense could use some saving. What do you guys, uh, do you know what you have coming up from either of you yet in terms of uh, the next few days? And then we'll be back again on Thursday. I'm going to try something. I'm not sure if I'm going to land the plane, but I'm going to try it, guys. Uh, so that's that's the best I can offer right now. Um, Theathletic.com. At, yeah, and mostly at the other on socials. We'll we'll see we'll see what the week presents. Love it. Sign next. I'm I'd really like to take a look at at George Karloftis a little bit. I haven't written about him in a while, um, just because it's kind of a fun matchup with him in in Orlando Brown, just because Ooh. of the way Karloftis rushes. Honestly, they didn't take advantage of it as much as I think they could have. Um, like they lined up Jones against him. I don't think Jones. I don't think that's a great matchup for Jones because Brown's one of the few players with the length and strength to not be bullied by him. Um, but Karloft is just a couple snaps that I watched, and I want to see how many of it just drove him nuts a little bit because Karloft just never stops. And Orlando Brown, he's like, oh, you stopped me up there. Oh, then I'm going to come down. <laughs> he like, it just, it's like, it really is like, and I mean this in the most complimentary way possible. I love it. I love it's it. Like if like a seven year old was rushing the passer, which is <laughs> like, but a seven year old that had just downed like an entire package of gummy worms and a twenty ounce bottle of Mountain Dew, and just like, oh, you're not gonna be able to stop it the whole time, and like just running back and forth and back and forth. So I want to look at that, and then I'll do the usual Mahomes film review. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll show some really super slow mo replays of the throw to MBS. Be like, and right there is where you can see the body hitting him. And because Mahomes is not those twin dudes from the Matrix, 
he could not phase through him. That's right. But instead really of putting that references. instead of putting that in the article, just write that on a piece of paper and yeah. then mail it to one guy. <laughs> yeah, that maybe. So I've got a pretty busy week. I will. I might not do two articles this week because on Wednesday Ooh. evening, the family and I are flying down to sort of sunny. The weather's not going to be incredible. It's going to be nicer than where I'm at, where it's like 10 degrees. Anna Maria Island in, yeah. in the lovely Tampa Bay. Hopefully get together with a with a wonderful family that might live somewhere within an 80-mile radius, give or take. I actually don't know where they are, but I'm going to find them. Good. So, the uh, fact that so far you basically started doxing yourself makes me really glad that you don't know where my family lives as we're, as we're really fleshing out your trip planning live on the show. Yeah. That I'll be at Anna Maria Island and I'll be staying in the Sunny Spot Motel. I'll be in room 47. <laughs> and I think, we'll, I think we'll leave all our valuables in there and then be generally away between the hours of, I would say, noon to four. I'll stop oh, my doxing goodness. myself. No, uh, or start. I mean, people can figure out where you live. You know, it's fine. So I, I'm going to be on vacation. I have not made a decision yet whether I'm going to be here on Thursday because it might be one of the best weather days, guys. And I love you guys. And I love you, dear listeners. But, you know, I love manatees, too. Ooh, I, ooh like somebody got to experience a little bit ago. Yeah, my manatee, yeah. My little manatee that I, became a great prop is downstairs right now, so. T-Bone uh, asks, Seth, can you get my speeding ticket dismissed for faulty equipment? You know how people get out of speeding tickets? I I could, but I choose not to. Mm-hmm. You could, though. Only Is that only in Minnesota? If I come, if, can I commit, hey, can I come have my own personal purge in Minnesota and you can just get me off scot-free? You know, I, I well, since I'm, you know, I'm only in Hubbard County, but, uh, okay. Hey. But so if I get to Hubbard County, I can just I can just go wild. Get to that state line and just go full lethal weapon to diplomatic immunity and mm. just, you know, stand at the border diplomatic immunity. It sounds like a movie. 65 miles north per Miss Briscoe. Oh, shout out to Josh's mom. Woo-woo! Hey, don't don't put your address in the comments. It says already playing with fire and up. All right. Well, I don't need a super chat to tell you guys it's time to get the hell out of here. So happy new year, everybody. Uh, Nate, put a button on it. All right. Uh, it is 2024. Thank you so much for staying with us, for listening, for being along for the laughs. Uh, we're we're here. We're on YouTube. We're we're live. Thank you, Lord, uh, for another day. Um, man, I I do want to give a quick shout out. I know she doesn't listen, Matt. I know, but I met Matt and Catherine after the game yesterday. Um, they were a lovely couple. Do you have their address? No, but I, oh, I thought I that's will, what we do here. Sorry. I will get that to you. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, Catherine doesn't totally listen to the show, so I'm sure she's gonna hear this. But it was very nice to meet you. Um, she is a new-ish Chiefs fan because of Matt, which is also the beauty of sports in a lot of ways. And so I definitely wanted to give them uh, the recognition that they deserved. Um, and lastly, guys. In journalism, they teach you to ask a question and then shut the hell up, okay? You do not interrupt the subject. And sometimes, like yesterday, all right, Legarius, I know you want to talk. You know that I know you want to talk, okay? My job is to ask a question and then just back out. Now, again, credit to Aaron Lack because he framing it up beautifully uh, for the internet to feast upon. But 
the last thing I want to mention, and I really did learn this from this person because I watched it and I marveled the same way that most people, I guess, did on the internet. Uh, I asked the Jerry Ashley, hey, man, you got anything you want to say? Because I'm sure you heard what he said. Guys, sometimes you go up to the player for one quote. One. Now, it might take us 12 questions to get there, but we're really only there for one quote. And when that man said, check the stats, scene, job done. This is why I'm here (laughs) to get the information and the back and forth that you people crave. Okay. I didn't need to say another word. That's why I, that's why I said, I can stand on that. We're done here. We're done, Legarius. Go home. Have a nice night. We're done here. And the person who did that all the time was Therese Paler. Therese Paler would always hit him with the, huh, okay, okay. Now, he might put an okay on it, which I chose not to do. But that was me uh, hearkening back to, I got my quote. We're done here. I don't need to, I like Anybody else want to ask any questions? Because I, I think we're good. <laughs> I think we're good, guys. So um, it, it brought a tickle to my that I came home and, and showed Holly a bunch of the clips. And then I went back and watched some some of some of Therese's funniest moments. And I was like, yeah, that is me. Like, I'm literally taking that and applying it here. Because I knew in the moment, how do I ask this question in a way for Legerius to clap back at this man? How do I do it? How do I do it, Lord? How do I do it? you want to say Legereus and this man go ahead and I saw somebody in the comments say it earlier well Legereus is succinct yes he is that's why it's harder than usual so hey dog what would what, you y'all talk after the game did you say anything what'd you do yeah check the stats we're done here kids we're done here yeah. we're done Legereus go 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 celebrate do your thing that was fun I guess people really like my mustache or my my facial hair. I didn't know this was how 2024 was going to be ringing as well. But that is yeah. a good mustache. Thanks, man. It's uh, by the grace of God. Yeah. Well, you have to understand, coming from me being physically incapable of growing a mustache is... I'm easy to impress. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.